Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for more sports as we are talking Week 5 in the National Football League, should it actually choose to happen. And, uh, I mean, I guess at the time we're recording this, we're still going to have a Week 5, but in a couple of days, I'll bet that's not true. Uh, but for now, we're going to proceed like there will be a Week 5. And joining me today to talk about this is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am swell, thank you, sir. All right, good to have you back. Team picked up its first win last week. Uh, welcome aboard. Uh, Craig Needles' team also picked up uh, their first win of the season last week, and he's here as well. How are you, Craig? I'm good. Uh, it's always nice to talk coming off of a Broncos win and uh, what will go down as uh, one of the great Thursday night football games in the history of the medium. Yeah, certainly wasn't. Uh, it, it, it certainly wasn't <laughs> terrible at all. I mean, it was it was okay in terms of like points were scored, I guess, but they just yeah. they certainly weren't scored in any sort of exciting and innovative fashion. But they were scored nonetheless. So, um, anything happened in the last couple of days for football? I, I haven't really been paying attention. Yeah, a couple of different things. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about this, but the Houston Texans fired their coach. Yeah, that was a good one. There, there was a move. Bill O'Brien, I mean, he wouldn't have been. I think if you were a sharp and the sharps were putting money on first coach fired. I Adam Gates. Adam Gates, number one with a bullet. Matt Patricia has to be high up there. Who who else has got to be high up there? There's got to be a couple more. That, Adam Gates is obviously number one. Matt I think Dan Quinn would have been high oh, on that Dan list. Oh, Dan Quinn, yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All over the place. Mm-hmm. Especially after week three, felt like Dan Quinn. So those are probably the big three. And then Bill O'Brien was probably fourth on that list, I, I would say. And then uh, and then kudos to, to Bill O'Brien for pushing through and uh, getting fired <laughs> before everybody uh, else. This, this is some inside stuff. You're not going to believe this, but I, I have the exact reason Bill O'Brien got fired. He apparently went into – the office of the owner of the Texans and said, I want to trade DeAndre Hopkins for a bad contract and a second round pick. Mm-hmm. And that's why he got fired. Oh, wait a minute. No, sorry. I'm, I'm told the Texans actually allowed him to do that before firing, <laughs> which uh, is just yeah. bizarre. They were on board with that. It was yeah. going on four, I guess. That was the straw. Yeah. How, how could you allow someone to trade a generational receiver like DeAndre Hopkins and then four games later say, no, actually, you're fired? Like, why wouldn't you have just fired him before he did that? I, well, I don't know. There, I was, did, I, there was some stuff that came out today that he had, like, a big tirade or something and maybe even I gotten... I had with J.J. Watt in yeah. practice. Not like a but they were screaming at each other and whatnot. So... Yeah, but uh, yeah. Hmm. Obviously, it wasn't until that point that they realized he had lost the team. I guess, but I mean, wow, he definitely should have been fired at the exact moment uh, that you uh, so succinctly put it there, Craig, when he walked in and was like, "Hey, I want to trade you." Like, I want to trade DeAndre Hopkins. He, like, he should have been fired before he even told them what the return yeah. was. Quite frankly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's like, say two round picks get out of my office <laughs> yeah because my thing would have been like look let's say you you were bill o'brien in that scenario and we're doing a little role play and you come in craig and i'm i'm the the texans owner and and you say that to me and you're like i go how many first round picks are we getting <laughs> would be my would be my second oh, question zero. yeah and like right. <laughs> just like insult injury well i guess there wasn't mar- much of a market for trading receivers and then three hours later the vikings got like way more stuff for stefan diggs yeah, so yeah anyway oh god wow um other things is uh, Stefan Gilmore. I, I mean, it, it must be said, are, are, do we put it completely past the New England Patriots that they knew Gilmore had uh, COVID-19 and then sent him out there to shake hands and kiss babies with the entire uh, Chiefs roster after the game? Do we... I would say this about that. <laughs> if that is something they did yeah. and got caught, they would know that, okay, we will like never have a first round pick again. Like if that's you know what I mean, like like the NFL's already shown they're willing to take things from us. That's criminal charges, man. Like, I, yeah, I uh, wouldn't. I'm sorry, I don't put it past Billichek in that organization. I just don't. I I 100% do not. And like, quite frankly, 
you know, when it's you know how it's like, like, why are the NFL players? I realize it's probably mildly uncomfortable for them to play like this, especially in the places where it's like actually still kind of warm. But uh, I always think of like, you remember the, 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 the really famous game, uh, the, the you try me with a story receiver like Michael Crabtree. You remember that game when it was cold in Seattle and Richard Sherman the entire time had that like ski mat, that like thin ski mask on the entire game that covered everything except his eyes. Why aren't all the players required to play in that? Uh, I would say that uh, it wouldn't matter. I think, like, masks are all well and good if you're, like, passing someone in a grocery store or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're tackling each other or, like, going yeah, up against each other yeah. in the trenches, it doesn't really matter what you have on your yeah, face. Yeah, getting sweat and spit everywhere. I know, but it, it exactly. probably helps exactly. a little bit better than nothing, though, right? Yeah, well, at, the answer might be no to that. Uh, it, it might be about the same. Uh, I would want to consult an epidemiologist before I could definitively say that. Yeah. All I would say is when we say, hey, when you go out, you should wear a mask. We're assuming that you're like, you know, a couple of feet away from people or just passing them on the street or whatever it happens to be. If you're going out and saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to be tackling people. We're going to be really sweaty for a couple of hours together. I don't think anyone would tell you to wear a mask. They would tell you, well, you're we can't help you anymore if you're going to do that. So yeah, salt, yeah, yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is assault when you're not on a football field. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I'm, I'm, I'm probably just like fucking shooting a BB on a freight train here. Yeah, I understand why you would, like that would be your, your your first thought process. It just for me, yeah, like if you're playing football, you're just gonna have to deal with the fact that guys should be tested every day. They should be very aggressively doing that. And I would humbly suggest that the league has done an okay job from the perspective of making sure these tests are fine. And only one team, well, I guess the, the Patriots now count as an outbreak team because two guys have it, Three. but only one team. Uh, oh, who else besi- has, has it besides uh, Gilmore? And, one of their like, which uh, are by the way, most players, which is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, one of their, one of uh, the yeah, practice so, squatters has it too. I thought I read this morning. Sure. So there is a third so, guy. There, yeah. so there's a third guy. Um, but if the only team that had it spread is the team that was doing secret illegal practices, which I guess we'll talk about in a minute, um, the league is doing okay. Again, uh, th- th- this is like the NFL taking account for health and safety of its players, which is not something that is th- their strong suit. I think it's concept to, to them for sure. This is new waters for the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to sit here and praise the league, but... Uh, Again, if the only like massive team-wide outbreak was from a team that very specifically flaunted the rules that the league had set up, it I don't know. It, it, depending on how the league handles that, I don't know if I'm going to necessarily sit here and and, and and crush the league over it. They probably, and all all things being equal, shouldn't even be out there. But as we know, um, money exists, so they are. Mm. Too much money, man. Too much money. I do want to talk about the Titans thing real quick. Might as well just get it out of the way right now before we we get into the lines. I sit here right now, um, October 7th, 2020, and I say the Tennessee Titans, like the NFL has got to set a super example. Now that we know that the Tennessee Titans were hosting uh, secret practices um, that are no longer a secret, and um, while they had a spread within their team of COVID that they'd already been testing positive for several days before said secret practice, um, I realize that uh, competitive balance and I guess fairness is, is is an issue here, but fuck all of that. The Tennessee Titans should be required to forfeit this game to the Buffalo Bills on on. I agree. That serves Sunday. two masters. That serves two masters. Master number one, of course, would be the league showing. Oh, if you guys, if you NFL teams flaunt COVID rules, we're serious about this. We are going to hammer you, mm-hmm. and that's. Uh, that's about as serious of penalties you can have saying to a team that's contending, you lose this Sunday. Don't even show up. You lose. It's, uh, the game's already over. Final score is Buffalo 2, Tennessee 0, or however it's going to go into the books. Mm-hmm. So that is one hell of, one, one hell of a hammer. So it, it does that. And if the NFL is really committed on making sure the schedule doesn't get screwed up, buying the Titans another week where they don't have to play a game and not having to shift the Buffalo Tennessee game to some other point in the season. And you can't give the Titans another buy, obviously. So if the Buffalo Tennessee game doesn't happen this week, it's going to have to happen week 18. You're going to have to shift everything back. The league doesn't want to do that. So the league might serve two masters by saying, no, actually the bills win. This, this game is not going to happen. Buffalo is the, is the victor here. 
and see you next week. Now, as was pointed out on Twitter today by various NFL writers, if you were uh, someone who's working for the Chiefs or the Steelers or the Patriots or various other teams in the AFC that are contenders, uh, you're, yeah, actually, if you're working for the Colts, you're fine with this. But if you're working <laughs> for the teams, I just, if you're working for the teams that I just mentioned. You're going to be pissed off. Wait a minute. Why did the Bills, a team we're competing against, why do they get a win by not even having to show up? But to me, it's just, okay, they lucked out. Sorry. They lucked out. They're, they were the team that was playing Tennessee after they broke the rules. Whatever. That's just the way things are going to have to be here. Um, so they'll be pissed. But I, I just think those are really the only two options the league has. Option A is Buffalo wins by default. Two sweetest words in the English language. Buffalo wins by default this weekend. Or option B, the Bills and Titans play week 18. They have a week 18, and Buffalo and Tennessee play that week, plus any other games that have to be postponed, provided, knock on wood, that none of those potentially postponed games happen to involve Buffalo or Tennessee. Now, if this was just a standard COVID outbreak, where no one had done anything wrong, a team just happened to get COVID, it works its way through the locker room, I would be against this option. I would say, no, this is not acceptable. But the Titans doing what they did, I have, I, I would not lose any sleep for the fact that the team is going to forfeit a game over this. And I don't know where you guys are at on this. All I'm saying is the two options the league has are Buffalo wins by default this weekend or the Titans and Bills play Week 18 and they push everything else back the rest of the way. Those are the only two options they have, and I think that Buffalo winning via forfeit is the least bad of those two options. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% in the in the they should have to forfeit this football game uh, category. I just I don't think not only that, but like like people are still going around and like the coaches are still not wearing masks and that sort of garbage. And even though they've been threatening, you know, the removal of draft picks and this and that, if the league starts going, okay, you guys are going to start forfeiting games over this shit if you don't start taking this seriously. Um, that might be that might be like that's about the only bullet that's, the uh, yeah. the league has left to fire. They haven't guys. fired the we're taking a draft pick from you bullet, but True. guess what? Mm-hmm. The vast majority of NFL players probably aren't going to give a shit about no. the draft picks. No, but yeah, they they put that you know bullet in the chamber. About, though? Yeah, absolutely losing games. Like they Bill, put that draft pick bullet in the chamber, but they are yet to fire it. But yeah, if they get to the uh, if they get to the to the we're taking like wins off the schedule. Yeah, yeah. Bill, is, is it, what do you think? Is it unfair if Buffalo just wins this weekend? I, I think I certainly couldn't care less about what's fair to Tennessee at this point. Um, but Buff, like getting a win without having to play a game against a really good team, by the way. Yes, that's that's the other the, thing. like, like imagine like anyone coming off two weeks rest is we generally see them as a more viable team, right? Like. Whoever plays Buffalo next week, who gets two weeks to pre- a week and a half to prepare, it's probably a pretty huge advantage. They're going to be much more rested. I can see why it would be super annoying for other teams. This is this is here's the other team. This is the other thing with this game. Buffalo's game in week six is home on Thursday night football against Kansas City. That's a great game, by the way. But the obviously the uh, uh, the great equalizer of Thursday night football is well, both t- both sides only had three days between games. If Buffalo gets a 10-day run-up and Kansas City gets three... And that's Kansas City's third game in 11 days, too. Yeah. The Chiefs would have every right to be remarkably pissed off. That being said, the fact that Buffalo's on Thursday night football next week tells me that they can't play this game Monday or Tuesday. This game goes Sunday, or this game ain't happening this week. And I don't think the NFL wants to add another week to the season. So a lot of the, the circumstances are working against the Titans, but... If, like, uh, uh, Andy Reid and the, the rest of the chief staff, if the NFL comes to them and says, all right, I know you guys are playing on three days rest and Buffalo has 10, they're not going to be able to finish that sentence before they start getting screamed at. And fair enough, but that's not the Bills' fault. No. Like, I just, I just this is this is a stupid situation, and it's a different conversation if the Titans had just followed the rules and happened to get COVID, but that's not what happened here. Nope, absolutely not. I don't think the Chiefs are going to have much to worry about because I don't think their game's going to get played this weekend. <laughs> but uh, we can talk about that when we get uh, to they're, it. They're, yeah, they're going to have a couple of test days coming up here, which I believe they were clean today. Yeah, but we, you know, if they're clean, they're clean tomorrow, then they. It lo- but you know, who knows? You're right. The Titans because they were played. clean for two days straight, and then again today we're we're. Yeah, 
Uh, now, did the Chiefs practice today or tomorrow is going to be the question there. But yeah. Uh, ah. Jeez, God, what a situation. Anyway, this conversation will likely pop up as we will re-pop up. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think we're done with this yet. Yeah, last thing I'll say about Titans-Bills is if only there was something that the Titans had done to the Bills in the past that we could we could say that this might have that this like this forfeit might square them for i just for the life of me i can't think of anything off the top of my head that might have happened um all right thursday night football here we go tampa bay buccaneers the tom brady and the tampa bay buccaneers and uh the let, let me go ahead and check the uh first overall in dvoa after a month in the football season uh tampa bay buccaneers are taking on the chicago bears in Chicago, Chicago 21st in DVOA, 22nd actually in DVOA. Uh, Buccaneers, first or seventh ranked offense, second ranked defense, special teams, the worst aspect of this team. Uh, Buccaneers coming in a little banged up, no Godwin, uh, no OJ Howard, who's out for the year now. Um, it looks like Mike Evans is going to play, but he's going to be a little bit hobbled. Uh, Leonard Fournette is a game time decision, but he looks doubtful at, at the way it's going uh, right now. Um, that said, the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, hell of a performance, bounce back from that, uh, from that pick six early in that game against, uh, was it the Chargers last week? Hell of a shootout he had with, uh, uh, with Justin Herbert in the 22 years of, there was an entire quarterback's age difference between, (laughs) between the two of them. He could have made a third quarterback in that game with the age gap. Um, this game opened up at five and a half and I wrote it down on my sheet. So... Um, if you want the Bears plus the five and a half, because uh, that's going to be one of my five, I'm willing to give it to you guys right now. I'm willing to give it to you guys if you want the Bears plus five and a half. Uh, but right now it's Buccaneers minus four and a half. Bucks minus four and a half going into Chicago. What do you think, Bill? I think you got to take the Bears here. They're just too banged up. You know, if they, if they had everybody, I think I'd, I might be comfortable taking Tampa Bay. But, you know, you're go- going to Soldier Field's a tough place to play. Um, they're banged up. I'm taking the points here. Uh, Bears getting five and a half, uh, or on the, uh, I'll say five and a half for our, our the purposes of our little thing here. Uh, five and a half, Greg, what do you think? I'll take the Bears. You have to take somebody, but I don't love this from the perspective of, uh, I, I think that Tom Brady might be able to just make a, a, an offense out of what they have left. It seems like they, they, they just seem to be really, really humming on all cylinders here. So I don't know if, uh, this is a spot where you want the Bears, and I. The thing with the the Bucks offense is the the, the injuries are kind of concentrated there. Uh, the defense, I think, has a chance to be a very very miserable miserable experience mm-hmm. for Nick Foles and company, as they saw against the Colts this past week. Yes, very bad. Yes, very I, bad. I just think that I, um, the yeah, I'm with you guys. I, I well, I think the I think the Bears are the play here. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I mean, like Brady still getting it done. I uh, like we're a month into the season. He's got the number one uh, DVOA ranked team right now, and they're three and one and look pretty darn good. I gotta say, and it, you know, he, he's uh, there was less of him trying to get stuff to Gronk, I think, and more. Uh, I think he finally realized Gronk might be done, and he's been. Uh, it took him a couple of weeks, but he was like, you know what? I never had uh, really good receivers in, <laughs> in New England. Why don't I just start throwing it to my guys yeah. that can just go and get it? And, yeah, and he's thrown it to Evans and Godwin when he's been on the field. And uh, although Brady can't go anywhere without a shifty white slot receiver, so he's got to sprinkle in a little Scotty Miller in there. Although Scotty Miller's been pretty good, I, th- I think, in uh, you know some deeper, mm-hmm. fan- deeper fantasy leagues. That guy might is probably worth a look, right? I would say so. I think I like the Bears plus the five and a half, so it's, it's there for you, but uh, I, I expect the Bucks to, to probably win this game. Uh, heading to Sunday, the first game in the 1 o'clock slate, the Carolina Panthers, who are 2-2 two and two right now and kind of ruining that under bet that I had. I don't care for that. A uh, little bit of Ewing theory there with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, they head to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Uh this game opened up at Falcons minus three. It is now Falcons minus two and a half. So obviously there's been enough money coming in on the Panthers to drop that half a line. Um, Falcons missing some people. Doesn't look like they're going to have Ridley or even Julio for this game. Um, they looked really, really bad on Monday night. As honestly the worst they've looked all season on Monday night. They're now 0-4 and somehow favored against the Panthers. I'm really worried about the Panthers here uh, getting a third win. Um when I have their under this year, what say you, Craig? Falcons getting two and a half. Oh, I want Carolina. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I think that there are going to be some points scored in this game. The over-under is 54. Uh, but I, I want the, the Panthers. I think they're just better. And to me, that's obviously a pretty gosh darn big deal. Uh, I think Bridgewater looks good. He's sort of settling into that offense. Uh, that offense has looked better every week, in my opinion, uh, even without McCaffrey. Um, so I, th- I think Bridgewater's look better every week. So yeah, give me give me the Panthers here. The Falcons are another team that's banged up. They're 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 missing Jones, and their secondary is uh, is really getting it. They're they're they've had a real hard time. They're on the short week. Give me the uh, give me the Panthers in this football game. Uh, Panthers getting two and a half on the road. What do you think, Bill? I'd take the Panthers to straight win, so I might as well have some points. Uh, I like the Panthers here. Atlanta, like, you know, when Atlanta really does well, it's when they're scoring like crazy. And are they going to do that missing probably both of their best receivers? Probably not. So give me Carolina. Like, so Jones missed the second half against Green Bay. And Ridley obviously wasn't right. Didn't catch a ball in the game. But he, like, you could tell there are a couple of, like, he had a comeback route. And I'm like, okay, usually he gets to that. Just there, he's, he's off. He's not quite right. So yeah, no. uh, the Falcons, I think about the idea of just like, okay, let's just sit everybody this week, punt this game, and see if we can start rebounding after we get to 0 and 5. Although, as I say it out loud, I realize that once you're 0 and 5, you're probably done for anyway. So maybe you kind of have to put the chips in this week. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's in, done before this. Yeah, fair enough. I just uh, it's, it's an ugly situation in Atlanta. It's a very ugly situation because right now, by all rights, they should be two and two. Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow coming off his first win. They head to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Baltimore getting the most points this week at uh, minus thirteen. Uh, the Vegas uh, picking the Ravens to fustigate the uh, the Ra- the Bengals this week. Um, I kind of I don't do this often. I kind of like the minus thirteen. I, I like Joe Burrow. He's obviously got a huge future in this league. I don't think this is the week for him. AJ Green is washed up. Uh, they're going to be able to put Humphreys in his newly minted four year deal on uh, on Tyler Boyd, who clearly is the best receiver on the Bengals. And T Higgins uh, looks good. Yeah, T Higgins no, is a lot of fun. But I want him more than Tyler Boyd. But T like T Higgins was a star at Clemson. He looks like he's a he's a nice piece for the Bengals going forward. Yeah, he's he's doing things, man. He's he's definitely he's he's very good. I got I got to say. But I mean, I I don't think T Higgins and like the offensive line for the Bengals is so bad right now. But like, like Burrow's already getting brutalized, and now he's he's facing the Ravens. This this might get. I worry about Joe Burrow's ability to not get hurt in this game. Is what I'll say. Uh, Ravens getting uh, thirteen at home. Uh, big line. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, um, I'm not betting on Burrow yet. I, I, I think I take the 13, but I'm not thrilled with it. I never like laying that many points. So uh, I'd probably take Baltimore here, but uh, I don't love it. I I think if I were betting on this game, I would take Cincinnati just because 13 is a ton of a divisional game. 13 is a lot of a divisional game. But I, I think I would go with the with the Bengals, but this is not going to be one of my five. Um. Next up, the Jacksonville Jaguars head to Houston to take on the Texans. The Texans, as we mentioned earlier, fired Bill O'Brien. Texans minus six and a half point favorite. Um, I kind of like Houston here. I, I think Jacksonville's a little bit overrated. And um, your boy who runs the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs there, Craig, has often rung the, uh, rung the bell of the boost that you get after you fire your head coach from players and whatnot. So I think this, I think this might be an opportunity to kind of ride the Texans here. I think, I think they might just uh, bolstered by the spirit of no longer having to deal with Bill O'Brien and uh, be an O and four on the season. I think they, I think they might go out there and get their first one of the season. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, I think that you're right. I think that uh, I want the Texans in this game. This is going to be one of my five. Um, you know, Bill O'Brien, the play caller wasn't necessarily a huge problem. I just think that there's going to be a situation where, uh, you know, the weight's kind of lifted off the shoulders. I don't want to deal with this damn guy anymore. Okay. Uh, not that Romeo Cornell's any great shakes in the NFL head coach, but that's obviously a very, very temporary situation. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that the, uh, the, the, the Texans are definitely the pick here. I kind of expect, uh, every time we see, I mean, obviously this joke doesn't play well in the COVID era, but, uh. Um, I kind of half expect anytime we cut to Eric Benemy on the side uh, <laughs> on the side of a Chiefs game to have a like a tight. There should be a guy in like Texans gear beside him, just like with a piece of paper and a pen, just being like, "Come on, net, 
come on. <laughs> That's the job that the enemy should want, obviously. Yeah. And look, I know that they're, they, the, the draft pick cupboard is stripped bare and they've got some pretty ugly contracts they can't really get out of based on the language. But they also have Deshaun Watson, and yeah. that can solve a lot of problems. We got the franchise QB, which is the hardest thing to find in football, and then you just, which is another more reason, more astonishing reason. Bill yeah. The fact that Deshaun Watson is on their team is pretty damning. Yeah. Now the schedule has been unkind for sure, but the schedule's you know. been unkind. But Deshaun Watson had a throw to Will Fuller in the end zone that it looked like it was a touchdown taken off the board because he didn't quite come down with it, which it was the right call. I'm not pointing out the call, but Minnesota wins that game. If Houston got the two-point conversion and won in overtime, Bill O'Brien almost certainly doesn't get fired. No. So Will Fuller not catching that ball is why Bill O'Brien's. This is this is why midseason firings I just find to be bizarre. I I, I suspect though you're probably right. It had to do with okay if if if, if JJ's had enough of this guy, then we're done with this guy. Yeah. Uh, Houston Texans minus six and a half against Jacksonville. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I don't like Houston as much as you guys. I I, I feel like Houston has been porous at best but i am certainly not going to bet on the jags i i I think i would kind of rather have the points of the two but yeah um i like the jags but i'm not uh, i'm not laying any money there that's for sure Mm -hmm. um here's a game that's uh probably the second most likely game to get canceled on the uh actually third i'm gonna say third most likely game to get canceled um, the Las Vegas Raiders are heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs, who uh, spent time uh, with uh, the Patriots on Monday night. Um, just, uh, I don't know, incubating is the word I would probably use. Just, you know, letting it fester and uh, spread around. I, uh, it's, it's all bad. It's all bad for the Chiefs. I fully expect Saturday morning, like like Friday or Saturday at some point, we're going to get the, the Adam Schefter tweet that half of the Chiefs have COVID, specifically uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, they are likely, welly and truly fucked uh, for the next couple of weeks, the Kansas City Chiefs. But um, that said, let's pretend like they're not and uh, act like this game will happen when it most likely won't. Uh, Chiefs minus 13, Bill. Tied, tied with the Ravens for biggest uh, for giving the most points this week. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm, I'd be willing to lay that many points with the, with the Chiefs. Um, I think you're going to get into a situation where this becomes a little bit high flying. You're going to have the ball getting aired out. And if the Chiefs are the Chiefs we've seen thus far this year, uh, they'll do just fine with that. So give me the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are number two in DVOA. It took me a while to find uh, the Raiders on DVOA because I was looking for the initials OAK. Still adjusting to that. But LV uh, yeah, it's LV now. Uh, there they are, 25th in DVOA. Um, one of the worst defensive teams in the league, 30th in in uh, in, in defense. Uh, beaten only by Miami and Jacksonville. <laughs> so, yeesh. Um, Chiefs minus 13 against the Raiders. Should this game happen? What do you think, Craig? I still want the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I just think that it'll be close enough that you don't want to be giving 13. Uh <sighs> Again, maybe maybe the Chiefs dodge a bullet here. We'll see. Uh, the fact that they've had one day of testing, and uh, presumably they've ha- probably had a second round of tests today, and we, there hasn't been any leaked positive cases yet, is obviously a very good sign. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But if this is, of course, another game that you can't play on Monday or something because the Chiefs play on Thursday Night Football. Unless you're willing to cancel Thursday Night Football and move that game to Sunday, that Kansas City-Buffalo game, which might be something they have to do. There's just a lot of... Uh, a lot of things sliding around here, clearly. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders have a couple of times in this in the, in this Mahomes era been able to clip them, and of course, by clip them, I mean cover <laughs> these yeah. high lines, um, not actually win any of these games. So, yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is that the Raiders do have uh, uh, the ability to. Um, they do have the ability to cover the Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Absolutely. Uh, next up, the Arizona Cardinals are heading to the New York Jets. Uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, Jets coming off a of 10 days rest, having played your boys, Craig, last Thursday. Um, Joe Flacco getting a start in this one instead of Sam Darnold. Uh, Darnold uh, went down hard in that game, managed to finish it, but uh, clearly was playing that game mostly on adrenaline. Throws look fine, I got to say. 
Um, I was worried he had a broken collarbone when he went down the way he grabbed it. So I, I thought I was surprised when he came back. I thought he yeah. was done for the night. Good for him. Way to gut it out. But obviously, now that the adrenaline's wore off, there's likely at least a little bit of swelling or something in the shoulder. Sounds like he's going to make this week at least. But uh, thank God he avoided any, uh, or for the moment anyway, it seems like he's avoided any any sort of serious thing. I can't wait for Sam Darnold to get out of New York and, and be good on, like, uh, what's a good team? Um, I don't know, the Giants or something? Um I think both the New York teams are going to have rookie quarterbacks coming into next season. So fair, fair, yeah. That's it, there's somewhere where where Sam Darnold's going to going to catch fire. What about, I think the, it's, what about the Colts because I think that the Colts have found out that the dude they have is probably cooked. That's a great idea, Craig. I don't mind that at all. Um, Cardinals getting seven. I believe this opened up early in the week at like Cardinals minus three or something like that, and and Flacco made it jump pretty pretty high there. I did. I didn't. It might have been higher than that. It might have been like Cardinals Vegas zone, but it's a full touchdown now for the Cardinals, uh, who, quite frankly, we have overrated um, how good they are. And um, they're 23rd the off- in DVOA. The offense, is, the offense is what's come back to earth. The defense we always saw. Was, if you told me at the start of the year, oh, yeah, the Cardinals have the 19th ranked defense in DVOA, I would have said, oh, that's actually not bad. Like, they, they could be 9 and 7, 10 and 6 with that. Offense is sitting at 25. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's just bad. It's just quite simply bad uh, i don't want to bet on this game that's something i will tell you right now and look i understand guys that uh you know kyler murray is a uh, is a pretty exciting football player actually no i take it back i was gonna i was gonna say it but i've, I've got weeks not really it's been interception yeah. city with him uh, i was i was going you know what no you're right i'm gonna say it. scott hansen yeah Game. Yeah, it's Joe Flacco versus Kyler Murray who's come back to earth. Like, like that that MVP talk that he was getting. Like, although the MVP talk is out of control right now, considering it's Week Five. Um, I think Kyler's fine long term. He's just had a couple of rough games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's he's going to be a bust or any sort of garbage. It's just we clearly overrated uh, what he was going to be this year so far. I think plenty of time for him to get exciting again, though. And this is a good pick me up game since he's playing the freaking Jets, um, who are starting Joe Flacco for God's sake. Uh, Cardinals getting seven. Uh, I think that line is probably too high, so I have that. This is a stay away. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Cardinals getting seven on the road. Yeah, I don't love it either way because I have no interest in this. But uh, I think the Cardinals are a stronger team, so give me the Cardinals. Yeah, I just, man, I think you're just supposed to hold your nose and take the Jets here. But I, th- I think you can find value in, in in other games. What do you think, Craig? Oh, I'm not. I don't want to gamble in this game. I don't want to watch this game. So fair uh, enough. All right, moving on. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They head to Pittsburgh. Eagles coming off their first win of the season in in um, just a bizarre Sunday night game against Frisco. A lot of weird stuff happened in that Niners game. Um, Steelers coming off, uh, I guess, their bye week. It was an impromptu bye week. Um, Steelers getting seven at home against the Eagles. What do you think, Bill? Steelers? Yeah, I, I like the Steelers better here. I, I, I think Philadelphia is pretty bad, and I, I, I'm confident that the Steelers have the pieces they need to be better than we've seen them play thus far. Um, the Steelers lost a game yet either. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so give me the Steelers. Um, both these teams are at first place in their division, if I uh, remember correctly. <laughs> Yeah. Is is the is this version of the NFC North? NFC uh, East. NFC East, sorry. Is this version of the NFC East as currently constituted? Is this the worst division that has ever existed in sports? I'm trying to think of the great worst divisions of all time. Uh, I, I I would suggest that the uh uh the 80s North division of the NHL was definitely on that list. That one's up there for sure. There was the year I remember every, the... every year they would send every year they would send Chicago or Detroit to the conference finals or on oh, not even less of Detroit. St. Louis some years and they would go up against the Oilers and Edmonton when when every game 10 to 2 mm. after playing this game series against Calgary. Um but the uh also the uh, NFC West in the uh very early part of this decade Seven when the, nine the season, team yeah, the seven and nine Seahawks won. There's the Beast Quake mode. That was the Beast Quake game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of bad football teams that uh, have been that were in that division. So the year the Padres made the playoffs with like 79 wins or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think 80, 82 or something. But yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was 
ooh, it was. It, there's been some bad division. This one is gonna. To me, if they, if if we get, and I mean, it, it likely won't happen because these teams have to play each other eventually, and and through sheer attrition, there will be some some wins to be had in the NFC in the NFC East. But if we can somehow see a six and ten team, if if we get a six and ten division winner, I think these guys get the crown. Like seven and nine is not good enough for me. We've seen it once or twice before in our lifetimes. But if we get a say, if we get a team with double digit losses, uh, hosting a playoff game, uh, I, I I think they get the crown. We'll see. <laughs> I think I think math. I read somewhere mathematically, you, you you cannot win a division. Like you need like it's just impossible to win a division if you don't like the lowest number of uh, based on how the schedule breaks. You can win a division with either three or four wins. That's the lowest it can go, though. Just, just math mathematically, you you could be you could be three and thirteen or four and twelve and technically win a division if your division's crap enough. But this one might be bad enough where we see a team with double digit losses win win a uh, uh, like hosting a damn playoff game. Um, God, that's so weird. Uh, Eagles versus Steelers. Steelers getting seven. What do you think, Craig? Steelers, this is going to be one of my five. Yeah, I think the uh, Eagles are genuinely a bad football team. They caught the Niners at the right time with a backup quarterback. Like, the Niners, if Garoppolo played, the, the Niners win that game this past week. If Mostert played, the Niners probably win this game, that game this past week. If Bosa, you know what I mean? I know yeah. the Eagles are banged up too, but um, no, I, I, I want the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to win this game by a lot. Uh, Steelers 7th in DVOA, although that's only with uh, three games. Philadelphia, yeah. 30th. Yeah. Uh, second worst offensive uh, ranked offense behind only the New York Giants, who are truly just a quick a quick DVA note, the DVOA note that I want to uh, pass along here, real quick. Uh, the difference between the Los Angeles Rams, who are second in offensive DVOA, mm-hmm. and the oh, let me pull it up here. Um, the where'd it go? Uh, Oh, the Buffalo Bills. No, 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 because that's not the right number either. Uh, oh, so there we go. The Baltimore Ravens, who are 11th in DVOA, uh, uh, is not dissimilar to the difference between the first place Green Bay Packers and the second place Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. The Rams are about as far from 11 as they are from one, and the Rams are sitting at two. Oof. Packers offense is flying, man. It is flying. Yeah. Uh, they played happy defenses. Mm-hmm. That gets adjusted here a little bit, but still. Uh, the Packers offense is flying. The defense is legitimately terrible, but the Packers offense is flying. Yeah. Uh, we should mention uh, this is our first week with actually scheduled bye weeks. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mentioned we had the impromptu one last week. The Detroit Lions, my Detroit Lions, mercifully, are off this weekend. Uh, given Patricia, I'm sure, plenty of time to think up stuff to beat the – who are they playing next week? Oh, the Jaguars. Oh, great. I'm sure we get to blow a game to the Jaguars on the road next week. Hooray. Um, and uh, that aforementioned Green Bay Packers uh, unit is on the uh, on the thing. Did you catch uh, Rodgers' little comment on the Pat McAfee show? Uh, what has he said this time? I uh, said something. Well, he was on he was on the Pat McAfee show, and, and uh, you know, he was on the phone, and, and Rodgers said, yeah, well, you know uh, – you know, a down year for me is a career year for most players. And then McAfee and yes. the guys did the old, Aah! and I was just like, man, there is a lot of douche in that. Uh, there is yeah. a lot of douche in that room right now, even though Rogers technically wasn't there, but uh, statistically, yeah. statistically, he is not incorrect when he says that. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Although last year where his numbers weren't too great, but yeah, he's, He's right. I suppose if he's comparing himself to Trent Dilfer or someone like that, he's probably right. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's not comparing himself to Tom Brady when he says most guys. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback, massive douche. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Here's the game that won't get played: the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. This game has no line because it's uh, not going to get played, and the Titans are going to end it up having to. Does have a line? You look at the right book. Shut up! Really? What's the line? Uh, Bills by eight on the road. Wow. So they're looking at saying, if this game happens, Tennessee is going to be banged up. They're not practicing. So Bills by eight on the road is the line. Yeah. Now, if you're the Bills. It's the, it's, it's the standard. It's a standard seven point COVID bump. Yeah. <laughs> what, this game should be what? A pick them, right? Like in, 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 in real if, life, if, I think you got to give the if, Titans if like no a such thing as, yeah. yeah, if there's no such thing as, as uh, you know, it's Titans by two and a half or something, right? Or yeah, Titans, yeah. Titans, Titans by, by three at most. Yeah. Uh, this would have so, been a good yeah, football Bills, game. 
Bills, yeah, this would have been a good football game, but Bills by eight is the current line. I would suspect that any sports book offering that is thinking to themselves, if they play, then yeah, Buffalo is probably going to steamroll them, but we probably won't have to pay out either side of this because the game's going to be canceled. I would suspect that's what books offering that are thinking. And I don't like, so you can go see if you can find it, but Bills by eight is the line. Uh, this is easily, easy, or would have easily, easily been the marquee matchup of the one oh, yeah. game, this game. Yeah, if it was to be played um other than that i don't think there is a marquee matchup it's kind of a kind of a weak slate in the uh in one o'clock best best game of the one o'clock as far as the game i want to watch the most ravens bengals which has a 13 point line i'm thinking steelers no yes. not steelers eagles i think it's ravens bengals ah. joe burrow versus versus the ravens and that game is a 13 point line for god's sake Maybe Fal- no, Falcons are on four. They suck. Uh, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Jeez. You're yeah. right. That is, oh, it's Burrow versus the Ravens. You're it's right. Burrow versus the Ravens. Yeah. yeah. Because that's, it's Burrow versus Lamar Jackson, which, you know, knock on wood, is a, is a, a, becomes a matchup we get to watch for the next decade, right? Like, this is the first yeah. meeting of, of what should be a decade-long rivalry between these two quarterbacks. Yep. So, so, yeah, I think that's it. And this line is 13 points high. Oh, God, what a crappy one o'clock slate. <laughs> what a crappy candle. Uh, next up, the Los Angeles Rams. Last game of the one o'clock slate. This certainly won't be the uh, won't be the. This was almost Scott Hanson. Yeah, uh, the Los Angeles Rams are heading to Washington to take on the football team. The Rams getting uh, seven and a half on the road. This game opened up at eight and a half. I didn't like it at eight and a half, but I like it at seven and a half. It might be one of my five. Rams getting seven and a half against the football team on the road. What do you think, Bill? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the, the Washington football team here. Um, I don't think there's going to be enough points being scored to warrant that much of a spread. So give me Washington here. Uh, Rams getting seven and a half. What do you think, Craig? Uh, Rams. Uh, Kyle Allen's starting this game because yes. I, be- I, I have one of the beliefs that the Washington football team is losing on purpose. Like, Haskins hasn't been good so far this season. No. But when, when making this move, you're essentially saying that we're Dwayne Haskins is not our quarterback going forward. Like, that, they, you've made that decision four weeks into the season, which yeah, to me I, is, is crazy. You, you, you have 16 games to make that choice, and, and you should take them all because we know that Kyle Allen ain't the guy, although Ron Rivera seems to love Kyle Allen. Either way, uh, I think Washington is trying to lose, or at the very least, it seems that way. Uh, so I will take uh, happily take the uh, the Rams in this situation. I think so too. I think the Rams might be one of my five. I'm. It's a little weird. It's a little strange because if they were actually, and I agree with you, Craig, because I think if they were actually trying to win games, don't you start Alex Smith? And, like, Dwayne Haskins isn't even going to be the backup yeah. in this game. Alex Smith is the backup. So if Alex yeah. Smith is healthy enough to be the backup, why why isn't he healthy enough to actually start this freaking game? I uh, agree with that entirely. For a I team just... that needs some good PR, too, for God's sake. Because, like, wow. <laughs> right? And, and, and a feel-good story like Alex Smith coming in and maybe getting an upset victory against the heavily favored Rams, uh, you know, at home would be something to take your mind off of, you know, the sexual harassment <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, all the other horrible things, but yeah, yeah no, it's so bad. All right, off to the four o'clock slate. Uh, this game currently has no line. Miami Dolphins are heading to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. I did see this line earlier in this week because I had written down that I kind of liked the Dolphins, who were at the time plus eight earlier in this week. I don't know if you have a, a, a phantom line in front of you there, Craig, for this game. Um, uh, I assume you, they're holding it this- is. Jimmy Garoppolo, I suspect, is the uh, is the question mark. Yeah. And this line tells me they think he's going because it's Niners minus eight. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's what I had. That's what I looked at too. So uh, like, I'm I'm willing to give the uh, the Dolphins plus the eight or the Niners minus the eight on this because that's what I saw earlier in the in in the week. And quite frankly, I don't think Garoppolo is any reason that we would adjust going either way. So if you will, so we're going to act as if it's uh, currently 49. You know, Mullins was okay, but there were some like there were some pretty bad throws for him on Sunday yeah. night. That's uh, maybe they think they're back to Bethard. I don't know. Either way, uh, yeah, I, I I want the Niners minus the eight. I just uh, Miami just it, everything looks disjointed right now. Really, I like I like the Dolphins plus the eight. I've got to be honest. I think uh, uh, Fitzpatrick hasn't had one of his patented backdoor covers in a while. I, I, and uh, if if it ends up being Nick Mullins and you're still getting the eight, right? Or a backdoor cover. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, um, Niners minus uh, eight. What do you think, Bill? I like the Niners here. Mullins hasn't been that bad. Like, it hasn't been horrible decision-making. He's just been utterly average. And, and on a team like the 49ers, utterly average is enough to win games by a decent margin. So, give me the Niners. Uh, next up, a game that, uh, the third line that we don't have, because this game, um, probably the second most likely to get canceled, in my opinion. Um, uh, the Denver Broncos are taking on the New England Patriots. Your boys, uh, Craig, coming off of super rest, uh, having got their first win with the Thursday game. Uh, they're playing the Patriots, allegedly, on short rest after they had to get, they got bumped to the Monday game with, uh, no Stephon Gilmore and no... Cam Newton, um, I suspect we will hear a few more Patriots testing positive over the uh, over the next few days. Um, yeah, uh, I have no line on this. If you have a line, uh, go ahead and throw it at me. But uh, other line. than that, tree, it's minus ten and a half for a New England minus ten and a half. I assume for the New England Patriots, yeah. who won't have their best corner and won't have will not have quarterback. Yeah, and I don't know what I, I I don't know what I saw from Jared Stidham there on that Monday game that that thought I didn't see much from him, but uh, certainly none of it right. made me think that I there should have been Moore, several points out there. Uh, Belichick hasn't said he's going to start this game. Um, you know, so you want the situation? Uh, I, I I think I suspect it'll be Stidham. I think the only reason Stidham didn't go against Kansas City was because they didn't have enough time to, they wanted to give him a few more reps with the first team before getting him out there, and they thought Hoyer might be the better choice in the short term. That was incorrect. Uh, Hoyer was very bad. Uh, ten and a half is the uh, is the line here, and I think that, don't you have, if this football game happens, I, I, it may not happen until Monday, mm-hmm. but if this football game happens, don't you have to take Denver? I think so. Ten and a half. Like Denver, Denver is going to be starting Mark Rippon. I or Brett Rippon, Mark Rippon. Uh, <laughs> is Larry Testaverde available? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Denver is going to be starting Brett Rippon. Uh, you would suspect. So I understand why it's hit at a half. Now Drew Locke did practice today, limited. I don't think he's going to be out there for this game though. Um, but yeah, I, I think the ten and a half is a little much. Mm. Um, I, I don't think I can give that one away because this game will likely get moved or canceled, but my God. Uh, what would you say uh, about this game uh, if it is indeed Patriots minus 10.5, Bill? Uh, I take the Broncos here. The, the, the Patriots aren't haven't been impressive enough this year to give them 10.5 against anyone, even though the Broncos are banged up to high hell. Um, I don't think there'll be a lot of points going back and forth in that one, so give me the Broncos. Now, one of the catchphrases of this podcast is you don't make money betting against Bill Belichick, but I got to say this would seem daunting even for the master, right? Like, I mean, my God, like, like Jared Stidham on short work with an entire week, just worrying about whether or not your entire, your game's going to get canceled and the entire team is infected with this and, and whatnot. But like, Holy God! <laughs> Even this would be enough, would be much for Bill Belichick, I think, to cover a ten and a half, and, and given all these parameters. Um, next up, the now, Indianapolis. Sorry, go ahead, Craig. I was just going to say, interest of uh, in the interest of, of full disclosure here, uh, the, the the two the, the books where I've got memberships, this that, that line's not on the board. I just I, I had to look yeah. around the internet to find that line. Yeah, it's probably an offshore line. I I. The one I'm looking at has no line. Three games with no line, which is insane. I've never seen that before. Obviously, this is football in 2020 because I've... I mean, the record, obviously, for not having a line when we've done this podcast is maybe two. And this is three. And this is just bizarre, the fact that we're midweek and we don't have have lines on three games. But that's football in the COVID era, I guess. Uh, Next up, the Colts and the best defense in the National Football League, according to DBOA, through the first month of the 2020 season, head to Cleveland to take on the resurgent Cleveland Browns, who look like they finally got their rest together. Not defensively, mind you, but certainly offensively. Uh, Colts minus two, Bill. Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts. I, I really don't think the Cleveland Browns offense is going to be able to move the ball at all here. Um, the Browns offense has been bad on a good day and the Colts defense has been fantastic. So I'm going to make the assumption that Cleveland can't get much more than 10 points this game. And I think you can count on the Colts getting 13. 
I think the Colts win this game too. I don't know if I love the well. Yeah, I I, I think that I would take the Colts minus one and a half. However, Rivers has been legitimately bad. Like yeah. he has just not been good, and that is going to catch up with them. And maybe it's not this week against the Cleveland team without Nick Chubb. But it's an interesting. You know, I'm gonna be watching the the interior of the Browns' offensive line against DeForest Buckner. That is the matchup of this game because Buckner has been like defensive player of the year caliber so far. Uh, that is the matchup of this game. And if DeForest Buckner causes a lot of havoc in the interior, the Colts are going to win with relative ease. If the Browns can scheme up some stuff where they're able to get to the outside, and the Browns offensive line has been very, very good so far this season. Very good. If they're able to scheme up some stuff where they can get out to the outside a little bit with Hunt, and then maybe you do some of your tricks with Landry and Beckham, finding ways to get them the ball, they might be able to move it a little bit here. They might be able to uh, to have some success. Not a lot of success, because the Colts defense is really good, but have some success. And they're the ninth-ranked offense in DVOA, or the Browns. Now, a lot of that came from kicking the hell out of Dallas, but still... Um, the Browns are three and one. This is a, this is a nice game. If this was one o'clock, this would be the game of the, uh, of the window. Uh, so I, I think I'm, I think I'm taking the Colts, but I, I like this game. This is a good game. Easily the marquee matchup of the four o'clock window. Um, the, the reservations I have on the Browns, um, no Nick Chubb or Hurts, but I think Kareem Hunt is, is, yeah. they, they won't miss much. I, I think even, even uh, Nick, about, Nick Chubb is fantastic. Second, um, Second string running backs in the league. Kareem Hunt is the best of the group, I would yeah, say. Yeah, probably should be a starting yeah. somewhere. Yep. Um, he has been a lot of starters, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I don't think they're going to lose anything with the ground game. Uh, the hesitation I have with the Browns is they scored 49 points against the Dallas Cowboys last week, and Baker Mayfield was still legitimately awful. It, like he, he was legitimately awesome. bad. They were just slicing him up on the ground, and when when it came, like Jarvis Landry had the best throw of the day, for God's sake, for yeah. them. So that is fair. That is something that happened. Yes. Uh, how, uh, many, how many times a week do you think Frank Reich calls Andrew Luck just to just you know just, just check yeah, just we, to check up just to check up on him? You know, Andrew, have you seen how good our defense is? Yeah. <laughs> like, that it's has weird. to have happened, right? Like, yeah. Or like he like crazy. sort of hangs out at the grocery stores in Andrew Luck's neighborhood, just hoping yeah. to bump into him. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. yeah. How are you? And anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just gets down to please. I can't watch like, Rivers throw another noodle arm, another one for the love of God. <laughs> he's he is short arming so many of these. Like it's it like yeah. this offense is 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 really really difficult to watch. The Colts offense is difficult to watch on a lot of days. And I just don't so know if I see this zone. getting. So I don't know if I see this getting any better. Like, how does this change? I don't think it does because they don't have any transcendent uh, like wide receivers or anything that can that can yeah. help out. Because um, T.Y. Hilton himself was like, you know, you, you, like because uh, the thing was T.Y. Well, Hilton had looked open. good for a couple of years, but uh, the, the thought process was, well, he's I, been, yeah. T.Y. was wide open for a touchdown against Chicago. Wide open, and they had the correct play call against the right defense. Everything perfect. And Rivers just flat missed him. He Man. just flat missed him, and that could that should have been a sixty yard score. Instead, it was an incomplete pass, and it just like they they that is going to come back to haunt them eventually. And and you know what? Most weeks are probably going to be fine, but if you're playing the Chiefs, that's not fine. You need those points. That's not enough. If you're playing Buffalo, the way Allen's throwing the ball right now, that's not enough either. Like it's just it just simply isn't. Colts getting two against the Browns. What do you think, Bill? Colts all day. All right. uh, next up, the New York Giants heading to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys, one and four, or one and three, should be 0 oh and four if the Atlanta Falcons knew how to field an onside kick. <laughs> and the Dallas Cowboys are t- minus 10. Minus <laughs> 10 against the New York Giants, gentlemen. This Both is- New York teams be contracted. Yeah, this is bad. I th- I I hate to say it. I I, I hate to say it, but you you've got to hold your nose and take the New York Giants here. You just you, you got it. It's, it's yeah. I don't know. You just you just. Gotta. I just I, I just the Giants like the the way that you get the Cowboys obviously is you score on them. The Giants' offense has been so awful. I don't even know. Yeah. Are they going to score on the Cowboys? It's the worst offense in the league. Yeah, 
According it, to it, it's it, it's so. terrible. Now, obviously, they're missing Barkley, but uh, I think we found out, you know, we're uh, less than 16 full games into this, but I think we found out what we need to know about Daniel Jones. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. Uh, they're just, I don't, are they going to be able to move the ball against the Cowboys? Yes. And I don't know if they will. I, I don't see any way. You they would can. think so? You would think so? But they haven't moved the ball against anybody else. Right, but so, Cleveland hasn't looked like the best offense in the league against anybody else. Yeah, no, that's true. Now, Cleveland, you know, they, they had some, they had, a, they had a nice game against Cincinnati. Uh, they, they they were okay against Washington. Uh, you're right that 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 defense is a is, is a good cure for what ails you. But the 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 Browns' offense, at least, you know what the plan is. Okay, we're going to block and we're going to run, and that's the plan. The Giants, I, I I truly have no idea what the plan is. Now, part of the plan, of course, would be, hey, yeah, we're going to give it to Saquon. 400 times this year and that's not this is going to go but but if the giant plan is i hope dallas doesn't cover our receivers it might work yeah (laughs) now here's the other here's the other uh, other end of that equation is what's stopping the like do, do we know the cowboys aren't scoring 40 in this game Oh, no. I, I think they very well could score 40, and then the Giants would need to score 30 to... Yeah. I don't, I don't know if this, this Giants roster is physically capable of scoring 30 points. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I were to... It's a good line. It's, 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 it's a good line. It's the line's yeah, right where it if should... If I were to make a counter-argument for, for the New York Giants, who have legitimately looked bad and, and statistically have the worst offense in the league right now. And Daniel Jones, I don't think is fit to be setting pins in a bowling alley, let alone helming a, uh, uh, let alone quarterbacking a NFL team. Uh, I will say week one, Pittsburgh, who are third in defensive DVOA. Pittsburgh's uh, a very good team. They're one of the five best teams in the league. I'd say yeah, week, week two at Chicago who have had their offensive struggles, but are yep. set seventh in defensive DVOA. Uh, the Los Angeles, or sorry, San Francisco, sixth in offensive DVOA. And yep. last week at uh, Los Angeles Rams, who are 15th in DVOA. So they have faced some of It's the a tough schedule on offense. Yep. I, 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 I acknowledge that. Yeah. I just, I, I just think the joke, like, the the way this offense got out of trouble last year was we're gonna throw a couple of screens to Saquon. He's gonna make a couple of guys miss, get us some first downs, get rolling. That's not one of the things anymore. Yeah. So I just don't know if Jones is is good enough to consistently. And look, Slayton Tate, like that's like this is not the group that Sam Darnold has here. Like I think you can fairly evaluate Jones with Slayton Tate and Evan Ingram. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like those 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 three guys are are, are good players. Sterling Shepard has been banged up this year, but. I think you can fairly evaluate him with with those guys out there, and the re, the returns are in, and they are not good. Yeah, I I just think that we, I just think that those guys are going to start taking some slants. I just like I said, I think it's a hold your nose and take the plus ten points with the Giants because I just the, the 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 way this Cowboys team, I don't I don't know what you've seen from this Cowboys team over the first month will let you know. Like they should be an zero and four team. Essentially, this 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 game should be an zero and four team giving ten points. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I realize the Giants are the Giants, but I think this is a hold your nose and, and take the Giants scenario. So I'm with Bill on this one. I, th- I think it's just, and the you know the public is going to look at that game and take the Cowboys too, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think the Cowboys should be given 10 against anybody. That's At least that's the way I see it. I, I don't know. So the Giants might be one of them. I might just, like, not watch this game, you know, and just be like, did they cover? <laughs> like, but like, not watch it and be rooting for the Giants because that'll be more, obviously. Um, Sunday nighter, uh, a little bit better than it looked uh, would have looked a couple of weeks ago. But uh, your boys, Bill, the Minnesota Vikings are heading into Seattle to take the high-powered Seahawks right now. Uh, Seahawks sixth in DVOA, Minnesota thirteenth, so not as bad as you would have thought a week ago. Not not bad for a team that's one and three right now. Uh, Seahawks giving seven at home. How do you feel about your boys this weekend? The Seahawks. Oh, that's painful. Yeah, no, I, I don't think this is a great matchup. The The Vikings, one of the ways they've really let you down is some of those big plays. And, and that's the bread and butter in Seattle. Like, yeah. you, guarantee you there's going to be a broken play where Russell Wilson escapes problems uh, and hits a lock it wide open downfield. I, I can see it happening maybe twice. Uh, so I, I like the Seahawks here. It's just not a good matchup based on where the Vikings' weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. 
I uh, I agree with a lot of that. Uh, I think though that the Vikings are going to score some points in this game because the way that the, the problem that the Vikings have had this year is they haven't uh, they they've got receivers that can go and, and get some things done. They haven't been able to keep Cousins upright uh, against uh, some of the teams they've struggled against. That is not going to be an issue against Seattle. I think both these quarterbacks are going to like a lot of the a lot of the time this game will be spent with uh, either the two quarterbacks perusing the field because there's no one anywhere near them. That's just going to be how this goes, I think, for a lot of it. Uh, so I think the Vikings will be competitive here, and I would think about taking the Vikings, but what Bill said is exactly right. Uh, there's going to be a couple of situations in this game where the Vikings' young defensive backfield breaks down, and Wilson's going to go over the top, and it's going to be a very quick score for Seattle. So I think Seattle's the way to go here. Yeah, I think I agree, and I have nothing to add. Um, the Monday Nighter should be kind of fun. Uh, the Los Angeles like- Chargers... <laughs> are heading to New Orleans to take on the Saints. So we get our first look at uh, Justin Herbert in prime time. Uh, a shiny nickel to anybody who can uh, name me one of the receivers who uh, Herbert threw a touchdown pass to last week. Just off the top of your head. No looking it up. Ah, you can't do it, because I'd never heard of them either. They were just names I was like, are these... Madden creative player names are ridiculous. I didn't know any of those guys, but uh, good for that. I've heard of Kate Allen, and that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just like, wow. I I might look it up because they had hilarious names, too. I I might look it up when you guys are doing your analysis, but uh, my God. Uh, Good for Herbert. Went toe-to-toe with Brady on the road. A little worried about this one because this is, uh, you know, the history of rookie quarterbacks on the road in prime time. Uh, you know, getting their first kind of primetime starts always been a little shady. Um, obviously, there's not going to be anybody in the in the Superdome. Like, if this was a Superdome game, this this is probably Saints like minus ten. Um, yeah, yeah, very intimidating atmosphere. This is not quite the same though. Yeah, but uh, right now it's uh, Saints minus five. How do you feel about Justin Herbert going on the road against the Saints, Bill? Uh, five. I, I don't hate Herbert. Let's start with that. I I, I think that. <laughs> I might have to say that I was wrong about him. I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm agree. I'm agreeing with you, Bill and and Craig. I, Craig, you and I were not high on him coming out of Oregon, and and uh, I don't, I don't think we threw the term "bust" around, but uh, we were probably a little bust adjacent for sure. But uh, so well, I was saying, I just didn't know. I just wrong. didn't know if he was worth a top six pick. I thought there were enough holes in the yeah, game, but that but was our, yeah, that was our thing. That, right? If yeah. if he's if he's this good, then he's absolutely worth a top six pick. We still got no Michael Thomas, right? Um, I think it'll be a good decision for this one. Yeah, I think I think he's more likely to play this week than he was last week. That's for sure. Hard hitting analysis for me, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I like uh, I I think I like the Saints here. It's a tough place to play. If they do get Thomas back, I think the offense will be a little um, invigorated. So I think I, I take the Saints. Uh, New Orleans Saints getting seven and a half, a little extra on the seven and a half point hook there for uh, for for Herbert. They're trying to get you to take the uh, the the rookie uh, on the road there. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Or sorry, Craig? Um, yeah, I want uh, I want the Saints. Okay. I just uh, I just you're, you're the rookie quarterback on the road. It's just there's a, uh, there's a lot of reasons to take the Saints and uh, the 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 defense for the Chargers has ha- has some uh, problems in the uh, in the defensive backfield. I think that they should be able to get a little bit of pressure with Ingram and Bosa, but I think this might be another game. Even if Thomas doesn't go, where you see a lot of hey, we've got a linebacker on Alvin Kamara type of situations, and those are bad situations for. Uh, those are bad situations for the team playing the Saints. I think they're going to be able to get a lot of those. So the three guys he threw the touchdown passes were fourth string tight end Donald Parnum. That's right. Dar- Donald Parnum Jr. Actually, nineteen yard. He who had the nineteen yarder. Then there was Tyrone Johnson, who's their fifth string wide receiver. He had the fifty three yarder. And then of course there was the seventy two yard pass to everybody's favorite Jalen Guyton or Guyton Guyton. Hmm. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> those guys, sure. you know, those guys. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, Herbert's been, a, been a, a delight to watch and I'll be honest. It, it looked like they were going to run the Buccaneers out of their own building in the first half of that game. But, uh, Tom Brady kind of did his thing there and, uh, grinded out a little seven point victory with them. Uh, it was, it was, it was good, but like they, people were right in the Tom Brady obituary in that game. I, I'll, I'll say that, um, 
just didn't end up like that. Anyway, that's it for week five, assuming it will get played. Um, uh, all that's left to do is uh, give our weekly picks. Bill, you won last week, uh, despite the fact you only went two and three. We had a dreadful week four collectively, but uh, we're going to bounce back here with a big week five. So, Billy, why don't you go ahead and give me your five picks there, good sir? All right. I will take the Bears. I like the Steelers. I like the Colts. I hate doing it, but I'm betting against my Vikings with the Seahawks. Ooh, the emotional hedge. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I can't lose. Yeah. <laughs> and then I will take the high-powered New York Giants. Yeah. Actually, you can lose, Bill. That you could double lose if the Seahawks only won by three. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, yes. they wouldn't, they wouldn't cover. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so bad. The Vikings, like, yeah, you, the Seahawks don't cover the spread, and your Vikings still lose. It's all bad in that scenario. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Craig Needles, who you got, bud? I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers. I will be taking the Pittsburgh Steelers, Los Angeles Rams. Dallas Cowboys and New Orleans Saints. And New Orleans, my A lot of heavy faves, but yeah. uh, that's just the schedule rush. Yeah, Rams getting seven and a half. Um, I'm going to be uh, with Bill. I'm going to take Chicago. I'm going to be with Bill again. I'm going to take the Giants. Um, I'm taking the Rams with Craig. I'm gonna also uh, take the Houston Texans. I'm gonna believe in that. Uh, I believe in in that Kyle Dubas theory of the the early uh, bounce back after you fire your coach. And for the last one, I'm gonna take the Miami Dolphins, getting that plus eight. I assume against Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, although if that game ends up with a fishy line, I'll I'll switch it out and then for a more reasonable <laughs> game and then tweet it tweet it out for our audience. Um, yeah, so that's it for week five. Uh, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. So check us out on those uh, platforms and uh, pump up our numbers. Uh, that'll be it for this in week five. I know we've just been doing a lot of sports stuff recently, but... The guys on the other side of the podcast and, and me, we have we are working towards some stuff, uh, but it likely won't be coming until the the end of October, uh, mid November sort of thing. But I, you have my word, we will do some non sports stuff on the end of this podcast soon enough. We're going to be getting the Mandalorian, that new mutants movie that is supposed to come in like mid November to like DVD and whatnot. So I'll be able to actually finally watch that it's supposed to be dreadful you guys i can't wait i cannot wait to watch it it's supposed to be truly truly dreadful um so we got that mandalorian i think i already mentioned and then uh, we got something special planned for our christmas episode this year so uh there will be stuff i promise on the other side of this podcast um we'll be back next week though with week six breaking down week five talking about things to come hopefully uh none of this gets canceled covid wise or or if they need to cancel it for two weeks we can take two weeks off in this podcast i don't i don't and and the nfl could probably use two weeks off to get their shit together as far as secret practices and whatnot uh bill and craig as always pleasure doing this with you guys uh can't wait to talk to you next week and take care everybody and we'll see you next time on the crossover podcast (laughs) 